Welcome to the first edition of Inside the Economy for 2021. Happy New Year. Hope everybody's holidays were great. A lot of changes in the political arena. And we'll just touch on it this time, talking about jobs, some stimulus that's going on through Congress right now. U.S. debt, state debt, and how that might have an impact on inflation. And really, since we're starting to see the numbers, how a lot of these state budgets are looking. Quick review of the numbers. The ISM survey manufacturing numbers, as you remember, anything above 50, eh, it's past break-even. Expansion instead of recession. Just consider 50 break-even. Eh, it's 60.7. Good number. Starting to get expansion in manufacturing. The non-manufacturing... 57, also a good number. The services side of the economy has always been moving forward here in the last year or so, and it continues. The last estimate for the third quarter in GDP came in negative 33.4. It's the last time you're going to see these big bad numbers when they shut the lights out. Fourth quarter estimates, I'm going to make an estimate on the estimate that it should be maybe four, maybe a little bit better. Going forward, we're not going to have these huge drops. It's going to return to more like how the economy is actually performing. And the third quarter really had a big drop, had the big recovery. That is going to be an anomaly forever. Want to talk about jobs for a minute? Here is 2008. A couple quarters of losing a lot of jobs and then a reasonably steady return to getting those jobs back. Here in 2020, bad quarter, lost a lot of jobs, quick recovery, some of them came back. Oh, 80% of them or so came back. The other 20%, which in real numbers is about 9 million people, those jobs may be gone forever. Gone forever meaning they're doing gig jobs, they're doing Uber, they're doing whatever it is, they're privately delivering food, but they're sort of off the traditional job grid. Here's another version of it. This is how much they dropped here in 20 when the lights went out. And this is how much they've recovered. Okay. What slope that has going forward to what degree those new jobs come back at this point isn't likely going to be as quickly as it was after 2008. It's a different kind of recovery because it's not really a recession. It was more of a quick blink and what has changed. That's really where we are right now. We have to determine what has changed. Here's how the recoveries have looked. 2007, 2001, 1990, 1980. The jobs come back after the corrections in the economy have taken place. Well, we didn't really have any corrections in the economy to do. Boomf. We just had to clear out a bunch of things to keep people home. And again, it's the same trend. We're back. Well, fundamentally, the situation here is here's income. Black is wages. Blue is benefits, income in the U.S. economy. These are household income, still running about $13.5 trillion. It's really not that bad. Most of the people are doing fairly well and have adapted to this situation. What we have is a small amount of people that have been hit very badly. And that's the nature of how this new stimulus and what they're working on right now. I mean, it's literally this week. The size of the checks. Are they going to forgive student loans? 
Are they going to send money to the airlines? Yeah, probably. I'm guessing 15 billion. It's sort of a big compromise on big stimulus, look good versus what it's really going to cost. The markets continue to do well. NASDAQ especially is doing exceptionally well. S&P 500, its growth has slowed as the Dow Jones has. The S&P 500, the earnings per share are, are right up there where the price is. The forward-looking P.E. ratio, price-earnings ratio, is at 30. That's a little steep. It wouldn't surprise me if we had a nice, cheerful 10 12% correction soon. It's not going to keep going. There's no source of drama. We just need to adjust some of these prices. When Tesla comes down, maybe the drama out of, oh, Bitcoin's outperforming us. When all that stuff goes away, 10, 12, maybe even a 15% correction and look fine. It's going to make all of these numbers look better. Especially since 2021, a lot of these earnings are actually going to improve. And we just as soon be behind where the earnings are, like if you look at this chart where we've been in the past, we're just sort of matching them. And that always eh, isn't very positive. The heart of where we are stock market-wise and what this new administration might want to do is here. This is manufacturing, the heart of a piece of the U.S., not nearly as important as it used to be. It's the number of people actually working in manufacturing since about 1950. Well, a lot of that decline is productivity increases. Some of that decline is automation, robots, that sort of thing. Biggest part of that decline is moving manufacturing overseas. I think this administration needs to address, and this isn't a mystery to them, needs to re-inspire U.S. manufacturers to say, yeah, I'm willing to pay a tiny bit more and not go to the lowest possible manufacturer to bring the jobs back and I'll build a plant. Fundamentally, good long-term. Consumers are going to have to get the idea that, yeah, I'll put a little inflation in the system and pay a little bit more to move that particular object out of China or Taiwan or Vietnam or someplace or India, whatever it is, move it back home. That'll take a few years. A good example of that is all the remodeling and home fix-up that's been going on during the pandemic. Appliances have been very hard to get a hold of, especially the good ones. Most of those, well, all of those, just like bicycles, are all built overseas. So consumer cooperation, a little bit of manufacturing cooperation, a little bit of motivation from the government, and this number ought to be percent of workers. It shouldn't be nine, eight or nine percent of the workers in the U.S. working in manufacturing. It should be more like 17 or 18. Take a decade to get back up there, but long term it would be very productive. The inflation side of things is kind of being built around this right now. There's most of the world how much debt is going to mature in 2021. Shouldn't be surprised that it's a little short of $8 trillion for the U.S., a big bunch for Japan. The rest of the numbers, I think that's a conservative number for China, but it doesn't really matter. This isn't bad. The U.S. can afford it. I don't say that sarcastically. We really can't afford it. We knew it was coming. But it's also the beginning of why people are starting to concern themselves about inflation. 
This administration might really go overboard with the stimulus. Could be anything. We really don't know, but I suspect that's not going to happen. So a lot of these inflation fears are overblown, leaving regular term maturities and buying tips in treasuries, so on and so forth. That's fine. I don't believe it's nearly as dramatic as the media is going to make it out to be for the next six or eight months. This side right here, this is state issuance of muni bonds. They were all sincerely concerned that they're losing their revenue, things are bad, they got rid of their people. Well, as it turns out, a lot of this new issuance, and the blue line here is basically taxable municipal bonds, which has been very popular because they can come out a lot easier and faster and for very different reasons. There's been a lot of new bond issuance because, well, a lot of it didn't happen. California came out with a $15 billion surplus last week. A lot of overinflated drama there. Even New York had a surplus. People are home. People are spending. The jobs that were lost were on the lower end of the economy, and the people that still don't have their jobs might have it, but the impact isn't much. So revenues, sales tax, property tax, all that kind of stuff have been fine. Here's where you gauge that. I know this has always been a struggle for some. This is watching the spread of the yields. When the yield spread spikes up like it does over here in March, that means the price of these bonds, and this is state bond yields, the price of the bonds went down. People were selling them, they didn't want them. So the yield spiked up. Yeah, when the spread widens, they're riskier assets. Some people get out of them. Now, as more information has come to light, and some of these bondholders are looking at the situation better, and this is Pennsylvania, Michigan, and California, yields have come back. They've compressed because there's a lot more confidence in these states' ability to pay the yields. The drama has been a little bit overblown. So some of the stimulus that comes out of the government here is not going to have to throw $100 billion at the states. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But it's not nearly as bad as it was going to be. Finally, we'll touch on oil. Oil's up $50 a barrel. Ooh, well, that's not enough to get the U.S. shale business back into production or Alberta sands back into production or a lot of people to go out and drill holes. But it is enough to get a little more revenue to OPEC without bringing all the rest of the players in. And it was Saudi Arabia that pulled a million barrels a day off the market. Well, they're in the process of going through some adjustments. They're kind of a one-horse show without oil revenue. They really don't have much. And this, as a percentage of their GDP, is what they've been borrowing the last five or six years. It's a big number. And since they cut their revenue back, since the price of oil has gone down, they've been vying for market share in OPEC, and they just gave up a little bit more because Russia and a few others need it. Venezuela is really not a player anymore. Neither is Mexico. They're coming back to the bond market. They're probably going to sell another $130 billion worth of Saudi bonds next week. Long term, they're starting to see the, uh, the writing on the wall. This borrowing is probably going to continue as oil becomes less important on the globe. Okay, 
I appreciate you joining me. We'll start a new year. It'll be different and hopefully a lot more cheerful than 2020 was. Happy to get questions. Send them along to info at shwj.com. Thanks for joining me.